going on? How's things over there in Indy? I mean, it's it's pretty chill here right now. How are things for you? Not so chill. <laughs> Definitely not so chill. Uh, you, uh, you've had an experience, and you're not even there yet. No, we we left like at nine last night, and uh, um, made it about three three and a half hours through Southern Illinois, towards heading towards uh, New Orleans, and then lost the trailer hub, fixed it on like a super uh, like a super uh, random like uh, unoccupied road. Uh, and then got back on the highway and like three minutes later noticed that we had another bad trailer hub and it was on fire. Uh, limped, <laughs> limped and limped and limped and limped to the, to an exit, like with lights and, um, super random. Like we, we were following Chris, uh, who had media team and, and Kyle, uh, from SimTV TV in the, in the van. Um, but they, they were up ahead enough. They just went to the gas station. We were limping on the side of the road. And then a minivan, like, flies over to the right, uh, throws the hazards on, and, like, stops in front of us. And I'm like, what's this jerk doing? And we just start creeping and creeping. I drive around him. It's super empty highway in the middle of the night. Drive around him. Uh, keep going, and then uh, I get a phone call, and it's, and it's Jason Shields timing scoring Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jason it, in the keep, minivan. Yeah, keep in mind it's like it's like two a.m. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Jason spotted us, and he his, his wife was driving, and he said, "Pull over, pull over." And, and I'm like, "What is this jerk doing?" I mean, he tried to call me like three times, but I'm like busy, like being stressed out about everything. Yeah, right. Uh, but then I realized it was him, so we got to the exit and we started tearing it apart. And that one had literally been on fire. We like threw a couple of gallons of water at it, like the brake was on fire and all the grease was on fire, and um. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, got- I mean, obviously it was like flammable stuff that's on fire. Uh, yeah. when, when the fire, when everything cools off, what kind of damage did you see? Uh, nothing much. Like everything that's, everything that's like, like the brake shoes were like rattling around in the drum. Like they melted off the, the backing plates. Um, but, uh, I don't really care about the brake shoes. I want the wheel bearing to do things. So right now there's no brake on that one. I just gutted it. Uh, we had two two brand new hubs in a box because uh, you can never have too many trailer parts. Um, and uh, so the first one went on real well. Uh, those things have like an inner race on the bearing. And uh, the first one actually came right off. And the second one was like straight up, like welded onto the spindle. Um, so we probably spent the better part of an hour beating it off. Um, <laughs> and then we had to, we had to like sand the spindle because it had gouges in it now. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, it sucked. And then we slept for like an hour at a Walmart and now we've been driving all day and we're about, we're about three hours into track. So hopefully the next three hours are boring. So, um, uh, when I think about wheel bearings, I know like old school, you kind of like press on those bearings or whatever. Does anyone make a, like a more modern cartridge style thing that you could just like undo some bolts and then put a new one in? I think, um, so I think, I think that does exist, but it's like, it just like, isn't the standard in most trailer world. Uh, it, it, like trailer bearings are actually pretty easy to do. Um, it's like one big nut with like a retainer clip or a cotter pin. You either bend the retainer clip out of the way or you like, uh, pull the cotter pin out and then you unback off this like inch and a half nut and it's not tight. But then the, it, it pushes it to like, like the, the procedure is to, to tighten it and then you back it off like a quarter turn or a 10th of a turn. Um, so it's not tight. Like you can get that nut off pretty easy. 
and then the whole thing just pulls off. That's the hub, and if it's a if it's a drum assembly one, it's got like the the, the drum assembly is attached to the the spindle, and like the whole the the, the actual drum itself comes off. This is part of the hub, but uh, getting that inner race off of the spindle because the inside of the inner wheel bearing like sometimes is is not super tight, and sometimes is super tight. So. Um, getting that inner race off can be a, a nightmare if you don't have like a flap wheel or a cutoff wheel. Um, so next time I'm going to have a flap wheel with, and I can just uh, melt it and then break it in half, and uh, off it comes. But yeah, the moral of the story is I want to get a trailer with giant, giant axles. So that's going to be the next purchase. And I think I have my, I think I have the one picked out, and it's from a buddy of ours. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Bowie. Uh, you remember Bowie I remember from Atlanta? Bowie, Bowie Gray. He's got uh, this. It's a 28 foot uh, older Featherlight aluminum box trailer, and he's got eight lug axles, which should be 7,500 or 7,000 pound axles. So. Sick. Um, that'll probably that'll probably be my next trailer. So whenever he sells his RX8, um, uh, which I think is for sale, uh, a really really nice like uh, built for World Challenge RX8 that was converted to SCCA. E production, uh, I think he drove it at Indy Runoffs. Uh, that's for sale, and whenever he sells it, I think I'm going to buy his trailer. So I'm going to sell this one. This one will have all brand new wheel bearings on it when I get home too. So. That's that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's... we're going to Nola right now, and Nola had a hurricane, and right now the stress is that all the power trucks that are fixing like most of New Orleans, because uh, like it was the largest power outage like ever, I guess. Okay. Uh, they're all like stationed uh, at uh, Nola Motorsports Park. Like that's where they go home at night. Um, and there's a ton of equipment in the main paddock. And I feel like it's going to be gingering all over again. Uh, where the paddock is full. Paddock. <laughs> yeah, with not enough paddock space. So you'll just yeah. have to. You'll have to be like, if you have a black Jeep, I hate you. Yeah, if you have a white energy power truck. Uh, Wait, there's 600 of you. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, so that'll be fun. We'll see how stressful this is. We'll be there in a few hours, and we'll figure it out. So. Yeah. I'm, like, uh, uh, anyway. super, super bummed that I can't be there, but I move in a week, and we still got a decent uh, amount of packing to do. So I'm I'm glad I didn't make the trip. Yeah, it probably would have been a bad idea. You would have been pretty stressed. So. And I Ashley might have killed me. Yeah, Uh my wife isn't super pleased. She's got a busy week right now. She's doing parent-teacher conferences yesterday and today, and uh, and Emma's got a bunch of stuff. And, but we're not moving, so I got that going for me. You're you're moving. You should probably move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said the new house is like seven minutes from the old house. Yep, pretty much. So that's not too bad. Um, the the moving company is like, you know, you probably heard of them. It's two men in a truck. In our situation, we have four men and two trucks. Um, okay. But we're moving a decent amount of stuff ourselves, like stuff that would be sucky to pack, like the big TV or, you know, the, right. the clothes and stuff like that. We're not doing a cross-country move, so, like, making trips in the van is pretty quick. But yeah. Um, yeah. we close on this house um, Friday at 9.00. And then we close on our new house at 1030 on Friday and we are expected to be vacated of the premises here, uh, by like 10 AM on Saturday morning. So like, okay, so you get a night, but we get one night, which means that like, we're probably going to make a hundred trips to and from just like packing the van full. Right. 
but yeah, that's, that's kind of stressful, but you can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's one overnight, right? It's not that big a deal. Right. So, uh, going to pull an all nighter, an all nighter, moving all the, uh, the dog beds and the, and the power tools and yeah, <laughs> all the stuff. He didn't feel like having somebody move. Basically the movers are just taking big stuff, right? Yeah. It's like the stuff I wouldn't want to kill myself trying to move. Like, couches and desks and dressers and beds and all that stuff. They're moving that. How does that work when you pay a mover today? You just be, you, you say, all right, I need this to go in that room and this to go in that room. And, and they just put it in the room. Pretty much. Um, okay. The, the, this company will, they'll do anything you want. They will pack up your shit. They will unpack your shit. You just pay them by the 15 minute block. And okay. this is the first move that I've had in a while where like I'm paying for service and so like, Oh yeah. Cause you had a few moves that were paid for by the company, right? Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. was like both awesome and terrible because when you're paying to move your own stuff, you really have to decide if it's, if it's important enough to keep. And, yeah. uh, the last two moves, I just kept a bunch of stuff. And so I've been like every week throwing out as much stuff and trash and donating to Goodwill as I possibly can. And, That's kind of uh, nice. Sort of good purge. Yeah, I, I want to live the like uh, Colin Chapman of life lifestyles. You know, like yeah. just simplify and add lightness. Yeah, I've been kind of on that path, uh, getting rid of like cars and stuff I'm not going to use ever. And but my life, my life at one point, it was like five cars, an RV, four trailers, a building, my house. You know, like well, it, it got a little crazy. What about the? Uh, but, I mean, I know that you moved the lift, but the uh, the garage space over by your dad's place. Uh, yeah. W- did is that still like a uh, like a mechanics tool chest burst open and uh, there's just stuff everywhere? Uh, no, right now it's a little bit of a in process moving mess, but we're going to be slowly basing our construction company out of that as we downsize. So. Hey guys, that side door locked. The side door might be blowing open. I thought I heard something. <laughs> who's uh, who's in the RV? Uh, we've got uh, Cone, uh, Grant, and Matt Derus in the RV. Hey, buddies. Yeah, so hanging out in the RV for the last, I don't know, 15 hours. So uh, I couldn't sleep last night. We pulled into a Walmart at like 3.30 or 4.00. And because uh, we thought it's only going to be dark for another two hours, so we might as well sleep right now. Um, and then I laid awake for an hour because stress wasn't affecting my brain. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll get there and sort out things for an hour or two, and and then it'll be okay. So, so uh, I've largely been disconnected from this event. Um, uh, uh, Ashley's text. I've largely been disconnected from this event. I've heard about Grid Life Double Drift, but I don't know that we've ever talked about it on the show. What do you yeah, I don't know? Think so well, it's uh, it's sort of like a beta test for the competition. Uh, we've never done a drift competition before, and uh, instead of two drivers going out and like doing tandem, but like competing against each other, uh, it's going to be two drivers uh, who are on a team going out and. Uh, doing whatever they want to do and they're competing against other drivers that aren't running at the same time. So, uh, it'll be judged and it should be fun. Uh, and it's a non pro competition, like, uh, uh, and it's, it's a lower speed track. So, um, so like not, a, uh, not a full, like yeah, a not full cage requirements. So. I'm yeah, sure sort of. It's uh, going to be very graceful. The car track has a, a ridiculous amount of configurations. If you Google NOLA Motorsports Park and look at the car track, it's got like uh, 89 configurations or something like that. Um, 
and it's a really big car track. But uh, so it'd be kind of a choose your own adventure as far as like where they want to go and how they want to meet up. And I think really the only limit is 45 to 60 seconds or 60 to 90 seconds. I can't remember, but that's uh, a lot, that's a lot of drift. By, yeah. I mean, you can't go much longer than that. You'll burn your tires out, but so uh, should be fun. We'll see where it goes. Last weekend was the first weekend that I have ever watched an FD event. And I only watched part mm-hmm. of it, but um, right. I thought their stream was pretty cool, but I was surprised and maybe this is track to track, but I was surprised with how short the individual run was. It was like, yeah, they're like 10, they're like 10 or 12 seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's super, super short. Yeah. That, that one, it seemed to be sort of like sort of normal. Like that's kind of what they are. They're like 15. I don't think I've ever seen an FD run more than 20 seconds. They're pretty quick. That's crazy. Uh, so this will be a little bit of a longer competition, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we made it too long. We're not sure. Um, but I think we've got 15 teams competing. Maybe I can't remember. That's a bunch. So should should be fun. That's like uh, that'll, uh, be, that'll be live streamed on Good Life or Good Life slash Live. Um, and as will GLTC, which has like 20. If everybody shows up, it's going to be like 24 competitors, I think. Uh, and then we've got about a 50 or 55 car time attack field. So that's like, that's solid for a first year. Yeah. Es- especially, yeah especially this late in the 900, year. 900 miles away from our office. Like it's, uh, it's a third of the way across the country. You know? Though I'm, I will say that uh, going to New Orleans during like hurricane times, it's probably not the best time of year, but like. Well, the hurricane season like went extra long. It's normally the hurricane season ended like three weeks ago, but they had one last Wednesday. So it's a big bummer. Uh, yeah. And it was a pretty good one too. I guess it really, really blew out a lot of lines. So well, the track is fine. Um, the track, uh, didn't have power as of Saturday, but they had a ton of power trucks and they figured the power trucks were going to fix the power because all the guys wanted to have power. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think they, 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 the ones that are local, they like basically are based out of the track and they eat, uh, I think two times a day there and stuff like that. So interesting. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I, I have no, I have no idea what to expect of this paddock other than it's huge. So hopefully there's still some room, uh, but it's, it's a real big facility. And some of the people that have dropped off trucks and stuff and trailers already uh, have been posting group threads about how like nice the facility looks and how it's super pretty. Um, so I'm excited to go. I haven't been there. Chris has been there. Uh, he, he flew out for a site visit a couple of weeks ago, but I've never been. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yep. I know that, uh, Darus has driven there with Optima before. Yeah. He, he, uh, he said it's really nice. So, um, yeah. And now we're in dead stop traffic, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. So that's that cool. We that going for us. Um, so over the last weekend, uh, Optima happened. And uh, yeah. so did the $25,000 Optima Autocross. When did they announce that? It's pretty, it was like, they didn't announce that Autocross too far ahead of time. It was like only like a month or two, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. So the, I, I read um, Swenson's like event post about it and he heard yeah. about it at the last Grid Life, which was what, the beginning of October? Oh, at Midwest, huh? Yep. Yeah, that was... Uh, I think that might have actually been kind of when they announced it. Man. I think that's when I heard about it, too. So uh, if you guys, uh, if listeners have been under a rock for the last six weeks, Optima announced a 200 treadwear, almost no rules, rules autocross um, that happened at, what, what did they call it? Uh, 
uh, what what was the name of the? I think it was high or high performance expo or yeah, something like that. High performance um, expo at Coda, along with the Optima Ultimate Streetcar that was there on Monday and Tuesday. So oh, they uh, were there on Monday and Tuesday. Huh? Yeah, so they they had been there for like a while, right? I think it was like <laughs> load in was Saturday, and then they did autocross Sunday, and then Optima Monday and Tuesday. I think. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the course was pretty short. I think the fastest run Swenson put down thirty one or something, thirty five, thirty five or yep. something. Yep. Um, uh, and I guess 30, the course was bumpy. And... Um, yeah, we, there were. I mean, I think it was a pretty good representation of like the uh, the seriously, seriously fast drivers driving fast cars. Um, yeah, yeah, like autocross. no no limits cars too. Uh, because like. Uh, I have complete respect for anyone who wins an SCCA nationals in, in autocross, right? Like every class is highly contested, but um, you know, all of the rule sets are kind of built uh, in such a way that like, you know, your car might be fast for a class, but it might not ne- necessarily be just like objectively fast. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right? It might be a, it might be a stock uh, naturally aspirated new mini Cooper on Hoosiers, you know? Um but this class, I mean, they were 200 treadwear, but it was like, you know, 600 to 800 horsepower cars competing for like $25,000. Half of them had sequential trans and Viper ACR tires. So, uh, but congrats to our, to our boy, Jeremy Swenson. Um, I was cheering for both him and Sean. It kind of sucks that they both couldn't win because Sean had, Sean did have the fastest run of the day, but hit a cone. So. Yeah, and he was P2, right, Sean Carsback? Yeah, he was leading all day. Um, Swenson yeah. got it like so, uh, right at the end. Wasn't it like last run when Swenson got it? It could have been, yeah. So crazy. Yeah, so, so far Swenson has won King of the Mountain the first year and now this. So he's had a pretty good couple of years. He's, he's pretty good well, at all. Motorcycle just went by us with a dog on the back. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh... Yeah, like yeah. I, I guess people are now kind of getting back into the uh, the winter. I know that um, uh, Moss sent me a video of uh, his his car act like being actuated through the gears. I don't think it was rolling yet, but like he showed me videos of the computer saying one, two, three, four, five, six. So oh, he's got the the BMW trans in. Huh? That's pretty cool. I'm I'm curious to see how much it changes things. We'll see. I mean, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I know that there's some people with some really strong opinions about this, but like, I know well, there's at least one person. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. and it, his name rhymes with Shuey. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, Moss is fast, uh, but objectively at the moment, I don't think that his car was. Like he won the season, and I I think that was a testament to like going to the all the events and also having a car that was pretty sorted the whole time, but right. like he didn't he didn't straight up win all the events, right? No, he was sorted when other people were struggling, and uh, that was kind of the that was how he won several events. But um, he, well, actually, did he only win PPIR? I'm not even sure. I th- and then he tied at at spring opener. Yep. I think that might be true. Points because, wise, uh, I think Krebsback won. Um, oh, he he won it. He won the. Uh, he won last October, the first points round of the season. Uh, yeah, I'm against him and Dewey had that crazy battle. Yeah, but I think they both got a uh, hundred or something. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just always right there. Like it wasn't a dominator car. But we'll see. We'll see where the big changes come. You know. So. But I mean, I mean, uh, I fully expect. I don't. I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure that both Sean and uh, Jackie are going to Button Willow. And yeah, I think they are. I I know Jackie is. I kind of fully expect those cars if they do come back to be insanely fast next year. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about how uh, how ridiculously fast Sean has gotten over the year. Like so, the, like literally in the past year, it's it's kind of nutty. Like, and he does it in a way that's so uh, I don't know, much like an alien. I mean, we know some aliens, right? Like, it's a oh, I only drove three laps this weekend, but one of them was the new record. Right, right. But yeah, that, that's kind of been uh, him a bunch of times. So. But uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know about the class. I, I would be. I would be excited to see Paul Curley drop to, to street mod because I think Ferris is kind of like drop the mic, so to speak on, on track mod. If that's what you're, if that's your game, you're going to have to go hard. Um, yeah. and street mod is a class that would, uh, accommodate a lot of those ultimate street car builds that may not have sequentials. Right. Right. So, um, I mean, Ferris has shown that you can go insanely fast in a Corvette on two eighty fives. So, so crazy. Uh, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who shows up for what, but we've got, uh, a decent field, uh, this weekend. I haven't actually broken it down in classes, but we'll, uh, I know it's going to be a, definitely a contested street, street mod, uh, weekend. Sure. So who is running timing and scoring this weekend? Is it Kevin and Jason? Yeah. Kevin and Jason are doing it. And, uh, um, We've got uh, we've got about half. We got the main grid crew. Judson's coming down. Uh, we've got Renee. Oh, we don't have Scott, but we've got Renee, so I have to be Scott. Uh, dude, we've got three GLTC copy valves, um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be three three tracks at the same time with a skid pad and the car track. It's going to be real, real complicated. Uh, <sighs> So it, uh, it, it sounds, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it sounds like the, the thing that we had envisioned with, um, the, uh, the Willow Springs tracks where you have like three main tracks doing stuff all at the same time. Yeah. That's kind of what it's going to be. At least it'll all be on like the same plane so you can see it all. Uh, unlike Willow Springs where you're like, Hey, there's more tracks here. Where are they at? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's pretty spread out though. So, um, I'll know more in a couple hours. So when are you going to put this out? Are you going to put this out tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. So I, I had said that I would also try and do a show over the weekend with, um, Andrew, uh, just like calling in oh, yeah. and kind of getting a, a, a newbies GLTC rookie, uh, GLTC experience. Yeah. That sounds good. So, yeah. Um, Um, yeah, he's, he's bringing out, uh, it's, uh, it should be pretty solidly like mid to upper pack BMW. Uh, his power to weight's going to be right there. He's going to be on street tires. He knows the car real well. He's obviously a good driver. I would anticipate he might, uh, he might be a squeaker for the podium too. So that'd be a, um, that'd be a heck of a start for sure. Yeah. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be some of the heavy hitters though. All three of the, the season points podium from last year is going to be there. So, oh Yeah. Um, yeah, Cattell and Lichty and Emil are all going to be there. Um, I think Rob Manicherry, uh, Luke and Eric, uh, Luke McGrew, Eric Meadows. We're going to have like a lot of the, 
the perennial like uh, top tenor, yeah, top tenors that are going to be there. So it's going to definitely be like no slouch competition. Awesome. Um, I think uh, yeah, even, Justin and Tiffany are out until next year. I think the cars are yeah, parked. Yeah, yeah. Tom uh, Tom O'Gorman's bringing his car though. Um, we got a few Texas cars coming. Uh, people that we don't know. Um, but yeah, should be fun. I'm I'm sad I didn't bring my car, but I'm glad I didn't bring my car at the same time. But too much stuff. Um, so what's all in yeah, the trailer? Uh, just event stuff, and it's like it's it's waist deep the entire length of the trailer with bins and merch and pit bikes and uh, all the things that you'd expect, you know. Yeah, word. Um, that'll be busy. Unloading it tonight in the dark will be fun. <laughs> it wouldn't be a grid life if it wasn't last minute, right? Yeah, yeah, I was hoping to be here about three hours ago, but oh well. Just like that one time we arrived late to uh, Coda? Yeah, we literally arrived, uh, what, like 11 o'clock that night? <laughs> just, 10 just o'clock or waiting something. waiting for stuff to happen. Um, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. into this for about 25 minutes. I expect you've got some more driving to do, and uh, I, if, if you're available by phone this weekend, I may give you a call. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I've got my gear. We're going to be doing a few shows here, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, in between, in between, like uh, looking over the trailer uh, at night, and uh, I've also got an oil leak now on the RV that I'm chasing down. So that's gonna be fun. I got to figure that out. Oh, I got. I can tell the story uh, later next time we talk about the saga of starting up a P pump Cummins um, <laughs> after you've ran it out of fuel because you changed the fuel filter. So that, yeah, that was three or four hours of my Tuesday. So uh... anyway. Yeah, right, we'll go do go do family things. Pack up all your undies. All right, and, uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. See you, buddy. That's you, man. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the pits of Grid Life to say hello. 